Hi, you're listening to Live in the Dark with Video Drew. That's with me, Video Drew. This is a production of Content Candy, and you can check out the rest of our shows by going to anchor.fm backslash video drew, or basically going to wherever you can find podcasts. We appreciate any likes, comments, subscriptions, ratings, all that fun stuff I think you do with podcasts. Who knows really though? This is absolutely my first time recording this, and I'm killing it. Okay, guys. Bye. But stick around. We are live. Hi, guys. Uh, we have a really good show tonight. I don't want to delay it very much, so I'm just going to do a really short cold open that's more of a PSA. Uh, it's called Everything is Spiders. So if you don't know this, uh, everything in your house is actually spiders. There's not one thing in your house that isn't either spiders or could become spiders if you looked at it the wrong way or touched it or put your hand underneath it. So just be aware that everything, possibly yourself included, uh, is in fact giant spiders. Thanks. See you in a second. Roll tape. What's up? I'm Video True. Welcome to my show. This is Live in the Dark. Not so dark today, but we're doing it a little bit early. Um, we have a really exciting special guest here tonight. Uh, but before that, we have a also very exciting special guest joining me to uh, help facilitate this interview. Uh, we have joining us Schmodown's own head question writer and a deep personal friend of mine, uh, PJ Campbell. Hey, PJ. Look at you. It's so good to see you. I know. I can't believe I've never had you on the show before. That seems very weird. Like you should I've, have been here day one. I mean, probably, but also I know that I have a million and a half things going on at all times as I knock stuff over. But oh, yeah, you know, it's just one of those things because I'm always working, and you know that about me. I'm always working. You know, you said it. We have this show, and it's I'm always on that show, always doing things. Ninety-five percent of my time. Yep. Um, well, I'm glad to have you on. I knew that, like, I'd be as soon as I said as soon as I said Josh Rubin, I knew I'd be able to get you on tonight because that is our special guest. Uh, he is the director of last year's uh, Scare Me, as well as this year's amazing film Werewolves Within. Uh, he's a, an old friend of mine. Uh, welcome into the show. We have Josh Rubin. Oh my goodness! Look how big my head is on this panel. It's huge. Hi, everyone. Hello. How are Hi, you? Now I know my cat is spiders. That's yeah. true. <laughs> Your cat is possibly spiders. My hair, 90% spiders. Just found out today. My hat is spiders. PJ my is spiders. Is my corgi is spiders. My dark man and Army of Darkness comics, spiders. Oh, oh girl, spiders. don't drop that name. I'm at my, heart's, my heart's all a flutter. Now, uh, Josh, <laughs> I have seen the news around the internet that, that you are really want to do uh, an adaptation of, of Sam Raimi's Darkman or a reboot of it? 
Well, I prefer the term uh, direct sequel, Drew. Yes. <laughs> Otherwise, uh, I don't think there's a way to do it. Um, otherwise, and I'm not talking about getting Arnold Vosloo back. You know, I'm talking mm-hmm. about going and seeing if, you know, Professor Taken would be down to, you know, bear the bandages again. But, um, I, you know, hey, we'll see. Just another Caucasian 37 year old um, filmmaker just tr- trying to uh, reboot IP, you know, here well, in California. It's so funny That's to right. me too, because like of all the properties Universal has, Darkman feels like the one that circa like 2006 they would have jumped on because the superhero thing started to boom and Liam Neeson started to do action movies again and no one jumped on it. Yeah. So the more you talk about crazy. it, the more I'm like, please. Yeah. I, I The more I am, I'm like, please. It's funny because there was some kind of paradigm shift where the other day the, inter- the internet was all just like a buzz and I was like, what have I done? Like, what if I do get in front of the powers that be, which I haven't technically yet, and they're just like, it's fine. You know what I mean? Just the most flaccid uh, idea. (laughs) TVA doesn't, like, approve your idea. Like, the timekeepers are just like, no. Yeah. But you know what? I'm going to be pretty firm about it because I I really – I don't think there's – you can't reboot that. Have you seen it again? I mean, it's it's still so good and stylish. Oh, well, we're going to – I'm really excited to talk to you about a bunch of stuff uh, going on with you. I saw Grand Fuller. Oh, yeah. Oh, that hard media. PJ, you're killing me. Uh, yeah. It's what I do. PJ's got a uh, a scary amount of media. If you notice behind him, uh, what gives me tryptophobia, that's all Blu-rays <laughs> and DVDs. It's all Blu-rays and 4Ks. Yeah. Oof. My whole More life. like scare me phobia because I saw that DVD, which is all. It's just like, you're killing me, dude. It's, it's, dude, it's, Oh, my God. <laughs> so you're the one who bought it. Oh, my I am. goodness. Thank uh-huh. you. Um, so real quick, uh, I do want to say the Streamlabs and Super Chats are all open tonight. They're in a couple bucks. Uh, you know what to do. Like, subscribe, do all the buttony things that you do on every other YouTube channel. Just because I'm bad at, like, shilling for it doesn't mean you don't know how to do it. Please do it. Uh, also, guys, uh, this format of this show, I really want to dive into Josh's. I mean, should we just should we just dive into Josh's stuff? We usually do movie news right now where we do three pieces of movie news. You can do three pieces it. of movie news. I'm not going to okay. stop you. All Let's of it is it. dark man related, though. Okay, great. Come on, Rob Tabber. Why is it dark, man? That's right. Better be. The most important question, though, is will Bruce Campbell have a scene at least if you got to do Dark Man? You have to bring him back. He's definitely going to do all the ADR, you know, just like he did in the the article, (laughs) as was revealed. Yeah. Oh, no, Drew, you're you're muted. You're like... You're like uh, Gerard du- Dupardine. No, I'm, that's not the guy. Dujardine? Dujardine? Not Gerard <laughs> no. Depardieu, but the guy from The Artist. Yeah. I'm trying to remember his name. Gene Dujardine. We can't hear you. Nothing. No, but this is this is, uh, <laughs> this is a phenomenal – this is live TV, folks. I'm going to – I'm gonna keep trying to figure out the name of the star of the artist. What about now? Can you hear yeah, me? Yeah, there you go. Oh gosh, Jardine? Yeah. Gerald no. Gerald Depardieu. You're thinking of Gerald Depardieu. No, that's uh, that's Green Card. Is the lead in the artist. His name was. I can't. Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. Yeah, but anyway, that's what it was like when it was uh, it was a silent movie. I should have just said Chaplin. One second. This might do something weird too. <laughs> we lost Drew. Sure did. So we're six funny. minutes into this show, and it's just Jean Desjardins. Thank you, Max Haddad. Yep, got it. Yeah. Perfect. Sorry, I could only see like the screen that was only telling me the audio stuff. You know what? We have a limited amount of time here tonight. Let's move to the no, it's movie. It's all news. good. 
<laughs> yeah, I want, I want in. Okay, so let's see if I can read this. PJ, do you mind reading this? It's a little bit small for my eyesight. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Antonio Banderas is Harrison Ford's newest co-star in the anticipated next installment of the Indiana Jones franchise. Oh. Production is currently underway with the film set to bow on July 29th, 2022. Puss okay. and boots. Puss <laughs> and boots. Wait, so that means this. So, so far this movie has uh, Fleabag. It's going to star Fleabag. It's going to star... Antonio Banderas, and it's going to star Harrison Ford. And have they announced anyone else yet? Yeah, uh, Hannibal. Hannibal himself. Oh, my God. Mads oh, Nicholson? my God, Mads? Mm-hmm. Mads, Mads is in it, too. Mm-hmm. Mads, they got Mads, Fleabags, and What Lives Beneath? That's yeah, What Lives Beneath. Wait, Josh, how good is your Mads Mickelson impression, like, on a scale of 1 to 10? You don't have to do probably, it. Just... Probably pretty good. I have never attempted one. I'll do it right now. Ready? I am attracted to you, Will Dormer. <laughs> Perfect. I'm oh. attracted to you, Will Dormer. Is that how what he said in Hannibal? I said a direct that's line much, from the show. That's pretty much this. He's like, Will, the lion is trapped in the cage, but we never think about how the cage is trapped in the lion. Yeah. That yeah. thing. We never think about how the cage is trapped in the lion. Yep. Aren't, isn't my hair perfect? You know what I mean? Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I feel awesome about this movie. I mean, so far it seems like the, you know, there's like a, three other movies that are doing this. They keep, oh, it's like Knives Out too. They just keep adding more people. Mm. And you're just like, oh, well, it's going to be great because at this point, it's really hard to do an ensemble cast that's going to suck with this many yeah. people. Yeah. Um, I also trust James Mangold. I mean, look, that's the big thing for yeah. me. I love yeah. Mangold. What he did with Logan was Dude, really cool. Logan? Yeah. And Forby Ford, Ferrari was Oscar nominated. Like, that movie is great. It's a great dad <laughs> movie. So he's perfect Kate for Leopold. the dad franchise. Kate and Leopold, a great film. Uh, Kate and Leopold. Identity. And Copland. It's like I gave yeah. you a chance to be a good cop, and you blew it. Like, <laughs> sandwich, like De Niro eating a sandwich and talking with his mouth full, and that movie was just like uh, Delone Anthony Garofalo. Oscar for Copland. That's right. Um, James right. Mangold, John Patrick Shanley, and there's like two or three other directors who I just think, oh yeah, and the guy George Miller had the weirdest careers in all of Hollywood. Oh, Justin Theroux, who like also co-wrote Zoolander and all these mm-hmm. yeah. the weirdest careers. Yeah. Like they just bounce around. From like genre genre, making great stuff. Hey, I like to think that like Mike Nichols started all of it. You know, he like did sketch, and then he like you know directed Broadway and like uh, uh, what planet are you from? I mean, come on, you know that's a that's a movie everybody thinks of when they think of the legends. <laughs> what planet are you from? Absolutely, Gary Shandling's um, uh, Tour de Force. Is that I said Gary Shandling for some reason I thought it was Albert Brooks, but I realized I'm thinking of Defending Your Life. That's defending your life. Yeah, this was uh, this was Gary Shandling as an alien. Oh, uh, it's oh, whoa! Did Mangle do? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He walked on. He oh, did. So good. He also did, did Night and Day, that one with Cruz and uh, yeah, K and I guess. Yep. Which I always used to confuse for Collateral, but it's not Collateral. Collateral is no, a really different movie. That's, Way different. Uh, Michael Mann. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So you know what, Josh? You'd be pretty good at, at this movie trivia game that we all do. That we all, uh, yeah. I mean, I I would read the next movie news. I mean, if you don't think that'd yeah, be like too terribly, it. terribly hijacking of the show. After orchestrating yeah. the Marvel Disney Plus series WandaVision to a 23 Emmy nomination haul, Matt Shackman has made a deal to direct the next untitled Star Trek film for Paramount and Bad Robots J.J. Abrams. Okay. Okay. I love, I love Matt. Uh, I met up with Matt uh, like about five years ago when he was still directing like Always Sunny episodes because I really liked one of his, uh, the, the Charlie work episode. He's really cool. I loved WandaVision. Don't see anything wrong with that. Give him Star Trek. 
Give him, you give him I want it specifically to be like a mirror verse movie so that we get like evil Chris Pine and also like normal Chris Pine because WandaVision uh, got so many like weird things going on. So give him that and let him play with the mirror verse a little bit and yeah. it, get crazy. Bring Tom Hardy back as Picard. Yeah, make make Agatha all along. Make it all Agatha all along. She did it all. Can we get Worf up in here? Didn't Chris Hemsworth play Shatner's dad? Yeah. Or he played Picard's yeah. dad. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So bring him back. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, they've been you trying to do that, and he costs money now is the problem. Yeah, yeah. Like Star Trek, those are the ninety thousand dollars days. Yeah, yeah. Bring him Mephisto. That's my final word on the subject. It's got to be, it's got to <laughs> be Mephisto. Everything is Mephisto, just yeah. like everything is spiders. Everything is spiders. Everything is Mephisto. Um, I'm not a huge Trekkie nerd. We, we, my dad loves Trek. Uh, it's not my specific cup of tea, but sure. So like you know, give it to Matt Shackman. Give put Charlie Day in it. That's all I ask. Yeah, that's yeah. my Matt. That's my Charlie Day. Yeah, um, beam me up. Beam me up, spaceship. He could just do the Lego Movie line. Just say spaceship yeah. a bunch. Everything um, okay. is awesome. He could just be his character from the Pacific Rim movies, and then you just like bring him back in that same capacity. It's fine. Yeah, uh -huh. what's the difference between kaiju and and whatever happens in Star Trek? There's I'm space guessing. whales. It's the same thing. It's fine. It takes place in San Francisco. Same damn thing. Same thing. Uh, let's see. What's our last piece of movie news so we can get good on talking to Josh? Uh, in response to the successful global streaming debut of The Tomorrow War, Skydance and Amazon are in development of a sequel to the Chris Pratt sci-fi pick. Chris McKay is in talks to return as well. Wow. wow. So what if they get to do a sequel to Tomorrow War, then I get to do a prequel to Werewolves Within. That's, that's yes. my sort of mandate. Yeah. Do you have an idea for a prequel? I've been sure. I do, but I have, I have to have a cup of coffee with writer Mishnah Wolf. Um, we're supposed to meet up on Tuesday. Uh, I have a few ideas, but I, I don't know. I'm just a hired gun, guys. But I really have a fun idea for a prequel. It's like, how did the wolf get there, you know? Yeah, I love that. it. Uh, yeah. I love that. I love that for you, Josh. That's my new favorite. Me page. too. Oh, thanks, Drew. <laughs> um, no, this sounds. I haven't seen the Tomorrow War yet. I'm going to see it this week because next week's guest is Mike Mitchell uh, from Doughboys, who is in the movie. So I will be mm -hmm. watching it between right now when I have not seen it and next week when I have will have seen it. Mm -hmm. But uh, yeah, just give it a sequel. I didn't know it was that successful. I didn't know it was, like I, I didn't either. I yeah. feel like everyone was talking about it right around the 4th of July because I feel like that's when it dropped, which was the perfect time because it's very Independence Day light with mm -hmm. newer right. So everyone was like, watch the movie. Everyone's talking about it. And all of us were like, it's fine. But yeah. everyone watched the it's fine action movie. So it worked out. You know what? Here's a perfect segue. You know who's in the Tomorrow War? Yes. Yes, uh, I do. Mr. Cam Richardson. Yep. Yeah. Mr. Right. Richardson. Yeah. That's PJ, right. you got it. You, you got it in time for the buzzer. It is Mr. Sam Richardson, uh, who is also the star of your movie, Josh, Werewolves Within. Uh, talk to me a little bit about, about sort of the casting process for the for this film, which, by the way, guys, it's on streaming. It's on Vudu. You need to check it out. It's uh, based right. on video. Rent it's it. We are still. We're, that's right. Spend all that money. We're still the number one comedy on iTunes, which is insane after however many weeks from uh, June 25th. I'm bad at math, but I think that's almost a month. Um, well, uh, I made a list, a dream list of people I wanted to work with, including my friends, Milana Vintrub and George Basil, who play Cecily and uh, Marcus, respectively. I'd known them forever. So I thought, hey, worst case scenario, if I go to the middle of nowhere, I'll have a friend um, when we're shooting. 
so getting them aboard, but also like an incredible casting director, Gail Keller, who does what we do in the shadows um, and Louie an incredible television and film um, sleeping with other people. I believe she did. She's just awesome um, and thinks outside the box. She suggested Harvey Guillen and Glenn Fleshler and I think Wayne Duvall as well. Um, and then, yeah, just, uh, just kind of, you know, people I've, I've always wanted to work with like Rebecca Henderson um, mm-hmm. and Michael Chernus, you know, like acting heroes. Um, and of course, Sam too. And uh, yeah, the rest was, uh, rest was history. It was quite a buoyant crew. I mean, everybody like loved each other and was, you know, um, loved reading with each other and hanging out. And they all did live with each other, like in the middle of wintry nowhere. You mean, but when you found them, they were all living with each other and like a they were all all in one big house, which is insane because it was just like one lodge. And I walked in and I was like, I know this is going to sound crazy, but you all have you guys ever acted before? And they were like, yeah, and they answered Talk. unanimously. And you were yeah, like, I have this script that is perfect for all of you. So please sit yeah. down and let's read it. Yeah, they all did at the same time. Um, now just this, uh, this is something I've wanted to ask you, uh, like what, what, uh, what motivates you to write these incredibly, uh, awesome movies about, I think one of our biggest unconscious fears, which is what it's like to be trapped in a cabin with a manic pixie dream girl for a weekend. Like that is, (laughs) you know, so what, where, where does that come from? Well, um, I mean, it's a, that's a, that's a that's a that's a a, t- t- a mind bender of a question, especially because I'm thinking about Aya Cash as a manic pixie dream girl, and I think that's a. I certainly thought more about how intimidating it must be to be trapped um, for an emasculated uh, Caucasian male uh, to be trapped with someone as wise as uh, as she as her character Fanny, but in this case, Mishnah's character. Uh, without giving too much away. I mean, yes, it's the Manic Pixie Dream Girl. It just sort of, it happened to work out that I was doing a second film with like snappy dialogue and mm-hmm. a, um, you know, a, uh, a, a sharp, acerbic um, woman Wait. lead. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's an honor, you know, what can I say? I, I, I found my, I found my vibe. Like I've said, I found my brand, you know? Yeah. Cabin uh, movies where everyone is stuck out in the middle of nowhere, just yeah. there doing horror clue. It's perfect. Oh, absolutely. People people have been comparing this a lot to Clue. Do you think this is, uh, you know, do you think this is, what, did you have Clue in mind when you were making this film? Like, like, again, this is based on a video game and it's been told by, I think, one of our competitors and, and great critic, William Viviani, that this is the best adaptation of a video game movie ever. Like, it's certainly so. the best reviewed, apparently, um, at a mm-hmm. whopping 86% of Rotten Tomatoes, no big deal, wow. 82% audience score, cool. no big deal, just as of today. Um, but, uh, uh, yeah, that's all I'm going to say. No, I, I, I forgot your question. I literally brain farted. Um, the moment you, you teed me up for something, but yes, they said that it is. Um, oh yeah. Clue. Right. Clue. I didn't forget. Huh, um, no, you got it. I, I did watch, uh, I did watch, I mean, as soon as I opened mission script, it made me think of like jaws and arachnophobia and, uh, hot fuzz and Fargo. Those were like the, the main main movies that that hit me, but like Clue, I watched um, for a bit of inspo for like how to shoot tableau, like how to shoot groups of people and make it interesting. Because I watched the shit out of Clue when I was a kid, and I was like, well, I rewatched the shit out of that movie when I was a kid. What was so interesting about the um, you know the tableaus and not that much. They just kind of put the camera up, and it was just you know, sort of the pacing and the editing and the music that made it you know wonderful. So Great Clue is definitely a, oh my god, so good and 
a cast of archetypes, you know, mm -hmm. dare I say. Um, it's just like a good style. What's that? Yeah, I was going to say, and I thought there was a little bit of, like a really good Robert Altman of uh, letting the characters kind of talking over each other in the right way. So you're always catching little things as everyone's talking, which I also yeah. really like. Oh, like, thank you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of those kind of, um, you know, those like character driven movies. Like I mentioned, you know, Nichols before in light, but it's actually true. Uh, movies that he made, like even Postcards from the End and Birdcage, or Postcards from the Edge and Birdcage, and um, I mean, Heartburn, uh, those films, like even, you know, you mentioned Defending Your Life, which is a favorite of mine, Drew, when I was a kid, mm -hmm. and still is. There are like locked off films that are performance driven, that star comedians who can play emotional stakes for real. And I, that's like, I think that's kind of my jam, but if I can like turn up the genre, like contrast a bit, that'd be like the dream. Yeah. Like add it in, add in just a touch of Silkwood and I think you're good to go. Yeah, add in a touch of Silkwood, but like, you know, like a vampire, like a werewolf, yeah. or like, you know, a gill man. I'm not saying this should be your prequel idea, but what if Silkwood plus vampires? I mean, I think that's fantastic. There is like a count in the game, so I think we'd like have to like do something with the count. I don't know if he's technically a vampire, but like, yeah, we'll just follow the count. So I think wait. it's going to become like Josh Rubin doing his version of like Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein and meets yeah. the Invisible Man, and you know, so on and so forth, because they yeah. met quite a few of those monsters. Jason monsters. versus Cheech and Chong. Yeah, exactly. Yes. It's going to be just like that. Yeah. Wait, so know. this actually reminds me a lot of like uh, Josh's Mind House. Not to bring it back old school. Yeah. But that reminds me of a lot of what you used to do with college humor and then afterwards. Uh, like, tell me a little bit or tell the audience, because I already know, uh, a little bit about your, your sort of background in, in comedy and uh, how you got started. Well, I couldn't. I've always wanted to be an actor, like a turtleneck wearing like New York City actor who like lives on the poverty line doing off-Broadway plays. Um, wow. But no one would cast me and stuff or put me in movies or like, um, you know, I couldn't get an agent. So I started making videos with my friend, Sam. And then um, Sam and I roped in a few of our friends, including his brilliant wife, Elaine Carroll behind um, the genius behind uh, very Mary Kate. Mm -hmm. um, and we formed a sketch group. And then that sketch group sort of took, um, uh, caught the interest of Ricky and the team at college humor, like way back in the day, like back when we were making like very problematic, like sketch videos to be edgy. <laughs> cause, cause, cause we liked, uh, cause we liked, um, uh, kids in the hall. Like we did a sketch about like, a water balloon fight on a roof and like, you know, they hit, they hit this kid, one of the characters with the water balloon. You could see that like through his soaked shirt that there was a swastika under it. And he was like, what? It's a scar. Like, oh, oh my I God. Fell. And he's like trying to lie out of the fact. Anyway, we're like trying to be edgy, edgy, like garage band comedians. But anyway, college humor was like, oh, that's brilliant. Like, they're, boy, are they edgy. Boy, do we want them to make videos for us. Um, so we started making videos for them. And like, I ended up over the course of seven years, like making 2,000 like sketch videos from music videos to cartoons, acting in them, directing them, you know, writing them, co writing them. I had, it was like, you know, back school filmmaking. And then that turned into like kind of a commercial career. And that turned into me being sick of directing commercials and wanting to, you know, recklessly take $26,000 out of my 401k and put it towards, uh, 
my my first movie and that's how that's how that little dvd behind pj came about dark man oh my god <laughs> you had twenty six thousand dollars in your 401k i'm just kidding uh yeah i know, but, I know josh uh you know i think I, i'm not sure if you know this i think you know this because unless you forgot but uh i was a fan of yours before we ever met like that's how i found you was through the college humor comedy stuff i think one of the first mm. things i ever saw of yours was um you doing hans gruber and like a diehard oh parody. Oh my God, yeah. Making fun oh. of Dan Gerwich. <laughs> they had to take down that. I did at least, I did another one too. There was a Hans Gruber and then my friend Charlie and I did a Hans Gruber and his brother, Simon Gruber, like the Gruber brothers. Yeah. But for some reason, like we had to take the sketch down because it was like in conflict with like Warner Brothers or something crazy. Wow. Which is so, just so insane. So you'd think that would be like everything that, you know, college from a parody. Yeah. But um, yes, Gruber brothers was, that was the biggie. Any excuse to do an Alan Rickman impression? Uh, yeah, your Alan Rickman was phenomenal. And then again, I'm not going to force you to do any impressions. Thank uh, you. Yeah, no, I know. It was... Shit, I felt <laughs> nodding at. Uh, it's been a long time. <laughs> um, well, I, you know, you you can be self-deprecating all you want. You, this college humor stuff could sometimes hit on some really uh, true subjects that I do think hold up. You guys did a, a sketch that was hilarious to me. It was a take on the "Tell Me More" song from Greece. Uh, I'm not sure if you acted. Oh my or, god! Yeah, that, <laughs> kind of got into like Definitely. how how uh, rapey and non consensual that song just inherently yes. is. Uh, yes. and I yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, we we did some like some progressive stuff, I guess you could say, like some like social commentaries, like edgy sketch, and others were just like, dude, like why do we? There's stuff you could probably find, just like I would get canceled. You know, it'll push me out an iceberg. You know, and I'll mm -hmm. just. I'll just, um, you know, me and um, Milo, what's his name? You know, we'll go to the Deplorables Ball every year and we'll just. We'll oh, just Milo, um, the guy who dropped down. Dance. Oh, yeah, you're, you're one. Dabba Datopoulos. Yeah, yep. yeah. That, that, it'll all go join. I'll go join him. No, it was yeah. just a fun time. It was like, and it's, it's cool to look back in a way because it was like working with all of my friends, like in an office building where there were free snacks and like making videos every week. It was just. And shooting at each other with Nerf guns and doing live shows, it was uh, it was like kind of criminal that we got away with um, that well, as a job. You know, I mean, all your friends and my little sister, who uh, I believe sat next to you for, for several years, Josh. Uh, Hannah Grant. Oh, my God. Yeah, Hannah. That's right. That's right. She used to text me, um, I would say every other day, just going, Josh is doing voices again period that would be the entire it text that would be the entire thing i would hear from her today josh is doing voices again and I'm it right made you like either terribly envious or like oh she's complaining about this desk I, mate i think i think i'm i was terribly envious i also think she was complaining i think it was a little bit of column yeah. a a little bit of column yeah. b definitely i was probably i had this like diplomatic immunity because sam reich basically hired us like he hired mm -hmm. he hired me and so I was just like, oh, I'm friends with the boss. So I'm just gonna like make noises and be like, like just a giant child. Like it was like big, like working at the toy factory and just like, like all day it was just, like I'd leave to shop for jeans, you know? Um, but hey, they, they had they had a clown on staff like at all times. And did, did I not entertain, you know, the masses? PJ, I mean, come on. I mean, you absolutely did. That's the thing, you like you entertained all of us. And really at the end of the day, that's what matters, right? Yeah, exactly. and you gotta see that cool IAC building. That's right. Yeah, free snacks. And before that, the one on Park Avenue. Yeah, it was it was a fun time. Right, you were like, "Did you guys Vimeo?" 
or Vimeo was yeah, yeah. Vimeo. Vimeo. Sometimes we had people come into the lobby and ask for us, like usually teenagers, and it was like, oh my god, yeah. And so, the, but we would they would just be like, oh hey, there's people down the lobby, want to go meet them? We're just like, da, 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 da. yeah, I'm happy. It's amazing oh. to get. You know, this is this was something I was thinking about earlier today. So, like, unlike uh, a lot of people I know who are becoming famous now and becoming real assholes mm -hmm. about it, you were already kind of like you were internet famous. For you've been internet famous since like you know early early mid aughts. You've been right. you've been you've been uh, <laughs> reconciled with that for a while now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it and it is like it's really hard. Like it's like honestly like really hard. Is it so hard for you? It's really really hard. Like getting recognized and on occasion for like a Lady Gaga parody or like. I don't know. <laughs> so yeah. So now that you uh, have been doing these movies and stuff, I mean, when you do these press junkets, when you do these things, do people often be like, "Oh, wait, are you the same guy from the from the college humor sketches?" Or mostly, people have to be, you know, told that you used to do. Uh, it's like sixty forty. Like it's like a lot. A lot of it right now with movies, it's just a whole other echelon of people. Like you know, Empire UK, like like Empire Magazine is. They've never, you know, they, they didn't watch like Six Girls You Date in College or whatever. Um, but on occasion, I'll get someone who, <laughs> yeah, who has that it's like. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's like occasionally there's someone that's like that that Venn diagram of like not only works at like Entertainment Weekly, but also grew up watching me and also was like a Rotten Tomatoes critic. And so it was just like, uh, I grew up watching you and I'm important and um, to your career. And uh, yeah, it's it's, uh, yeah, me. it's a fun time. Yeah. Yeah, right. There, yeah, there you go. Yeah, here we are. And here we are. Um, I want to talk a little bit about yeah. uh, and, and, and PJ. Yep. PJ over here right. with the flex. That's right. That's right. Um, so I wanted to talk to you a little bit about Scare Me. You said you you took all that money out of your 401k, which I'm still not obsessing mm -hmm. about. That's that's past. We've done that part. Uh, but tell me a little she bit about your idea. know what it was like to have a 401k. What was that like for you? <laughs> uh, well, I, uh, passive. I didn't really think about it. That was a wonderful thing about the IAC salary program as, you know, a 20 some odd person. Um, yeah. Like, oh, was money I have to think about. What's that? Was it all spiders? It was all spiders. All that retirement money is spiders. And boy, did I put a dent in it. Boy, did I put a dent in it. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, Scare Me is a two-hander. Uh, I'll bring up the picture in a second. Sorry, yourself and Aya Cash. Uh, it is, uh, first of all, greatest sound design I think I've ever seen in somebody's Brilliant. debut film. Brilliant oh, sound design. You. Uh, the, you guys, there's another character I think that joins for a little bit. There's maybe uh, two characters. Chris in the Red, yeah. Yep, Chris yeah. Red, the great SNL Chris Red. Yes. Mm -hmm. And also in Popstar, Never Stop Popping or whatever that that's Never Stop, Never you know, Stopping. You know, don't let me get that wrong, PJ. Don't never put that's that true. as a question. <laughs> never put that as a five pointer because I will always say never stop popping. Uh, but tell me a little bit about that process for you. Did you have this already written uh, when you were doing commercials and stuff? Or was this a process of, of figuring out what the film was? Uh, I was doing like Lucky Charms commercials and Geico commercials and Kitty Litter commercials. And I was like, I don't want to always do that. I want to make movies. Um, and so I made a promise to myself that I was going to make a movie kind of like no matter what. I had all these like big ideas, like a revenge thriller with vampires and this like, you know, genre dating movie that was terribly written and this alien abduction thing. And like, I had all these scripts that were like unproducible because I was, I wasn't even a first time filmmaker. I'd done these kind of tiny videos. So I read Mark and JD Plus's book, which is great. It's called like brothers. And it just kind of kicked my ass in the gear. Like, 
just stop taking meetings and like actually just like write write something um, and make something, make something to your resources. And so I thought of a two-hander um, where uh, the kind of concept of it would be I'm going to write to my resources and I'm going to write a role for an actress um, and have the two-hander of it all not be a sexualized relationship. It's going to be an opportunity for a great actress to just come in and compete um, with this uh, male character and do voices, do physical comedy, do stuff that she wouldn't normally get to do um, with cameos and everything to boot. So there comes Chris Red and Becky. But then as I was sort of, these ideas were sort of percolating or the concept of it was percolating, um, Me Too happened. And um, uh, comedians and folks in the film industry that I was looking up to and that I grew up with watching and enjoying their stuff um, culminating with Mr. Ansari, uh, really made me angry. Um, and also having worked at College Humor, where it was, for the most part, a very, like, respectful work environment, um, but, but definitely, like, making a lot of sketches about boobs and beer and video games, I was, like, already kind of anxious about being a part of, you know, that kind of bro culture to a degree, even though I don't consider what we did necessarily bro culture, we'd like tried to do. Anyway, that's a, a conversation for another panel. But um, I was angry about the women in my life that were coming out of the woodwork as I was one of the few non-silent men, especially white men in my community, signal boosting stories about power tripping, about abuse, about harassment. Um, I was inundated with like women's sort of experiences and stories and thanks. Mm -hmm. uh, and that made me write angry and, and, and like write the subject text mm -hmm. or inject the subtext into the script that this was, this was going to be not necessarily about assault, but about um, the potential dangers of what it's like to back a, an emasculated like Caucasian American man into a corner. Um, and to, um, you know, to, to what happens when they feel small, um, which is unfortunately things get dangerous. So um, that became the driving force of the script beyond all the like funny voices and shit. And then that is, I think, why, especially on the, you know, on the heels of Get Out coming out, everybody going, holy shit, we need social commentary um, horror. Uh, that's kind of how... Um, uh that's kind of how it happened so fast i mean that's uh i never i didn't never thought about scare me in that lens but you're right it, it, it's got this undercurrent of like what i think uh on snl they call white male rage white male rage. <laughs> right yeah exactly yeah uh, yeah because that movie i mean for people who haven't seen it, i'm not going to spoil it, but i did think it was going to zig in one direction and then it zagged in a completely different direction on yeah. regarding the ending uh and that's really interesting how did you end up with uh aya cash who by the way like just in a fortuitous turn of events, it was right when the boys was coming out this season. So she, and she was Dude, just at the height of her. The most insane timing. Cause we were a tiny movie and not only were we a tiny movie, but we got railed by COVID. So we, we were like going to have one week at Alamo draft house, you know, like one, a one week theatrical run maybe. And like a, like a, you know, an outdoor screening or something and all that stuff went out the window when COVID hit. Um, but I, uh, I'd known, for some time because I'd known her husband, Josh Alexander, um, who does, um, uh, who does voiceovers. And I was just like, I'm just going to pass the script to I, or just like text her directly and say, do you want to like shoot a movie, like a tiny, tiny movie with me just kind of in the area? 
um, cause she lives in the area we shot in as well. And it just kind of worked out. And the fact that the boys happened after we made our little movie and after like all the potential chances of like a bigger splash, uh, publicity wise, um, sort of went out the window that the boys happened. And she was like, you know, one of the coolest villains. Oh my um, God. And integral characters like that was amazing publicity to kind of ride be like yes the boys is I cash please <laughs> the Nazi chick is in this one this movie yeah right the Nazi chick calls Fred an incel in this yeah yeah it's so good she can make a meme out of him uh, I but the other thing that was oh sorry Drew well, go ahead. no go ahead PJ. no I was gonna say everything. the other thing that worked out was like Shutter was went all in on being like with COVID happening we're doing like free offers for people to sign up and scare me becoming yeah. such a big part of Shutter's push at one point like that was one of the things they were talking about very frequently was this movie everyone watched scare me and I thought that yeah. was great for you guys because they really you got to ride that out for such a long time well, yeah also, yeah. Exactly. The claustrophobia of both your movies, Josh, is kind of like perfect for the COVID yep. era. Like it's like it's kind oh, of yeah. like to a zeitgeist. Uh, I'm not sure that is intentional or not, but both of your movies have now come out during a period of time where we're all trapped in our houses with various characters, uh, whether we like yeah. it or not. I'm looking forward to making something in like an open field, like in yeah. in at least like the warm foliage of the fall. Um, yeah. Darkman, for example, Darkman yes. goes to Hawaii. Um, right, will be will be good one. Oh, you want to do Midsummer part, part two is what I'm hearing from you. That's right. Yeah. It's called nice. Kind Kind Summer. Kind Summer. Yeah, yeah Late Summer. Kind Summer. Um, I guess so we have this is on Shutter Plus. I mean, uh, so did you film all of uh Werewolves Within during COVID? Like was that all done the entire production during COVID? We yes. wrapped March 9th, 2020, and then we're in quarantine on Friday. So the fact that I like started quarantine with like a job and a routine was really really serendipitous like really um a very privileged position to be in like no we didn't have to stop production which a few of my friends had to do on their projects um and then when i came home i was able to like you know see my fiance who i hadn't seen in months because i was shooting a but b have like a routine like a nine to five to edit so how we were most impacted was I didn't meet my editor in person until like the sound design where we were all, you know, masked up. Um, but it was entirely over Skype and Evercast, which is this editing program. So that that was pretty much the only way we really got railed. But otherwise, it was sort of like seamless. I was like, holy shit, I can't believe I made it. Do you think like, uh, do you think it's going to be, I mean, we who knows what we're doing with this with this new variant stuff. But do you think you do have any plans for... Like you said, like doing your next movie and having it just be completely different, like less claustrophobic sort of, you know, people in a room. Uh, or is that something you're just like not interested in? You just want to do mostly uh, a, what they call bottle bottle episode kind of film? I want to do a bottle episode. Well, yeah, I, I definitely have to I have to get outside, step outside my comfort zone a little bit. It just happened to be that the second film was was what it was, people trapped in an inn. Um, but uh, there is a couple of things that are up in the air that who the hell knows if anything will go. It is a Herculean effort to, to make things. But um, I'm producing um, a film for a good friend of mine, a genre film that's beautiful that I'm really excited about. So that'll be fun. And that's, that's not super contained. It's actually sort of a road movie. Um, and Opposite. Okay. yeah. Yeah, and there is technically a contained sort of thing oh, that could yeah. be fun. What's that? 
I said this, where I'm not sure if you were talking about the same movie, but I was like, the road trip movies are interesting because they're both contained, like there's yeah, spreading yeah. people in a bubble, yeah. and it's also moving through through physical locations. I'm just making That's a great right. observation about what what road trips are. That's right. That's right. It's the sequel to Road Trip, um, the nice. Ivan Reitman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm going to be making Road Trip. Um, no. Is it I, like it's Planes, Trains, and Automobiles Part 2? Oh, my God. That would be fantastic. Was de- okay, definitely Kevin Hart, obviously. Um, and Brian Cranston. And Brian Cranston's in a wheelchair, just like in the – so they already yeah, work together. The but- sequel I think this movie's the, already made, what is it, Josh. The Intouchables? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Perfect. I like it. Um so, Josh, have you ever thought about, uh, you know, you're a great edit. First of all, I never knew you were that much into horror. I I wish I had known that a long time ago. We could have talked about all sorts of horror stuff. Uh, maybe no. About, I know. We could have talked about all the horror. I remember talking a lot about Robin Williams, not so much about, like, horror uh, comedy. Yeah. Um, but have you thought about, like, moving outside the, the horror sphere? Do you have any uh, plans on, on doing something that's genre that's, you know, dramatic? Or uh, what are other genres, PJ? Help me out here. I Mom, mean, I- I, yeah, rom coms are good. He he was talking about that a little bit earlier that he had touched on potentially doing something like that. I think that horror, though, would, what's cool is you can go into different genres. Werewolves Within was a perfect example of it. it's very comedic, like it's a very lighthearted horror film. So I think that you, Josh does have the potential to break out and do that. I I do have uh, if I were to kind of break out, it's sort of genre skewing, but um, there is like a random musical idea that I'd oh like to God. do down the road. I think that'd be real fun. And I grew up like let, my mom sold uh, like theater tickets. I saw a lot of Broadway. I grew up watching theater and being in theater and all kinds of stuff. Um, so wow. that that's something I'm looking I'm looking forward to. Like someday, you know, Josh, a be... musical, a musical, yeah, Josh, yeah, a musical that'd be awesome. Oh. So happy to hear Josh on the show tonight. Ooh. His particular mixture of humor and horror is truly unique. I love hearing the prospect. Whoa, oh. Alexa likes me. Yeah, Alexa, actually says yeah. from Nerd Chronic, it makes me realize I have the uh, wrong camera on. Let's see. Yeah, this was the wrong camera because this was supposed to show you the whole thing. Let's see. Uh, there we go. There we go. That was supposed to be on. Hi, Boop. Is that Boop's name? Is that what the name of the shark is? His name's Boop. You got it. Uh, let's see if he'll let me do that. There we go. He's a no, water I, class kind of shark. Yeah. His, um, if you feed him money, he will get bigger. He will just get bigger and stronger and more yoked. Like Whoa. David Coles and Wonder Woman. Um, I would love to see a musical that, that you make Josh. Uh, just mwah, chef's kiss. Oh, thank you for being so supportive. I, I'd like to see that too. I think I, I have like four movies to make, um, to prove, to prove myself uh, before I can, I can uh, surmount something like that. But maybe it'll be sooner. I don't know. But I, I, I love. I mean, again, like movies like like Clue and the films of like Joe Dante and and um, you know being like a theater kid. Yeah, I, I, I think there's a way to be a fun way to like combine it all. Like a very visceral, like the musical. Yeah, I was going to say a musical. a Burbs sequel, right? And it's a musical because I think The Burbs is like begging Burbs. for a sequel right now, to be honest. So underrated. Such an underrated. Or Ooh, you're, making me, you're making me think about like because it's in a neighborhood and like the cul-de-sac, like the neighborhood kids putting on a show, like a, like a, like a play yeah. and then like weird neighbors and like a yeah. bike parade. I mean, come on, like all the suburban. Backyard theater, like that, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. I was yeah. in a ton of those. But I was in a ton of those. In Delaware, and I still couldn't get cast. Is anything other than like a background tree? 
Like I, I was in, you know, it was just like a cul-de-sac kind of play, but I was always like the, the kid picked last for theater, which is a weird place to be in. Oh, I'm yeah. Sorry. All they want me to do is sports. Just kidding. Uh, no one wanted me to do that either. Um, but, yeah, exactly. Uh, but we actually have, if you don't have enough ideas already, Josh, we do have a game tonight that might kickstart. Oh my God. Some, uh, you know, get you out of that creative writing slump you seem to be. I'm in. I'm in. Yeah, I'm in. sweet. It's going to be called uh, some variation of let's turn this video game into a movie because you've done that already. So it shouldn't be that hard. Uh, PJ, since you have so a game before, it's, it's a collaborative game. So there's no points. There's no sudden death. There's no winners. There's no losers. It's okay. just uh, it's like an exercise. You understand. That's fair. Yeah, I get it. it's the best kind of game. The one where we all win in the end. Yeah. Oh, and, there's no, and there's no faction points. So, yeah. The opposite of the game of life. <laughs> yeah. Also, the opposite of uh, the game by David Fincher. Like the, the opposite. That's of true. That. Yes. Found a key in the mouth of a wooden clown. Do you know ARGs were invented because someone watched the game and thought that was a cool idea? So they created I Love Bees, and that was the first alternate reality game. Just a fun fact. That's incredible. Yeah. CRS. I want. I always wanted to be chased by by people shooting blanks at me. Um, yeah. End up yeah, in random places in the back of a car. It's all good. Yeah. Um, do we have any of the uh, beginning of the game? Let's see if we can get this started. Technical, technical stuff, guys. Come see. on, boop. Come on, boop. Did it, John? Oh. There we go. Oh, ooh, I like this graphic. Yeah, you don't have to make it hard, but you can if you want. Uh, okay. Let's see. What would pack? I mean, there's ghosts. Oh, Pac-Man, Pac-Man. Like, well, like, what would the what would the pitch be like today? Yes. What is your pitch for the Pac-Man movie? Oh my God. Um. Uh. A a a young girl. Um. Uh. Volunteers tribute to be a part of a competition where she wears a helmet. Um. That uh, has a carnivorous mind of its own. Ooh. Um. And she has to compete with other carnivorous helmet children. <laughs> to oh, okay. save her sister. So it's like the Hunger Games, but it's like literally like hung hungry, but like hungry for dots. So we're I putting think... McKenna Grace in the lead of this. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. absolutely. McKenna yeah. Grace is excellent. Young actress. I think she's coming up and yes, hundred Was she the one in Game of Thrones? No, that no, was she was in the like the badass so many things, but she was like in uh, I Tanya. She was the young version of Tana Har uh, Tanya Hardy. Oh yeah, yeah and she yeah. was in um, Captain Marvel as young Carol Danvers, and then she was in Haunting of Hill House, and she was excellent in the Haunting of Hill House. Oh, you know what? Speaking of that, I think it's going to be Lulu Wilson as one of the ghosts. I think it's going to be Lulu Wilson, Chloe Ooh. Grace Moretz. I'm sorry, yeah. So my version of this, it's like Cube Two Hypercube, where it's sort of they're in a, a time trap where they're sort of looping around in space and time, and they're unable to get out. And so they're sort of just killing each other off, but then finding out it's like Beetlejuice rules. So like, as soon as they die, they just kind of respawn, come back and becomes like Ooh. an existential sort of uh, exercise of what it really means to be, to be a uh, ghost. It's all from the ghost's perspective. That's, that's my pitch anyway. Pac-Man like it's like, it's like the big dragon from Loki. It's just this huge thing that comes and eats you and then you respawn. Yeah. It's like a red shirt. I think that's, I think that's a fantastic idea. Thank you. Hey, bring you to your next pitch meeting, Josh. I can just do this on the fly. I'm really good at it. Done. Okay. Sweet. Done. No problem. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Let's let's try the next one. What else we got here? Oh. Oh. Have you played this, Josh? Oh, is this Among Us? This is yeah. Among Us. I've never played it, and the name makes me think of um, Werewolves. Oh, the other the other thing that like it makes it when I 
I hear Among Us and I hear it's a video game, it makes me think of like that really popular game that Pedro Pascal and the girl from Game of Thrones are gonna oh, do. Oh, Last of Us. Last of Us. Like I, th Last I thought it was like a really grave, like cinematic game, but it's just like it's a bunch of little um, little goobers wearing funny hats. Like making it a serious say, yeah. movie, like alien style, because it is sort of much like werewolves within. It is a mafia style game where you're either the crew member or you're the imposter. But like you kind of have to vote. You're playing with other random people or you're playing with your friends and you kind of do these different tasks. And one or two of you is going around killing everyone else. And then when you find a dead body, you have to alert everyone else. And then you kind of just argue about who's possibly the killer, whether someone saw them, who is acting sus. Oh, I first heard the like sabotage the ship and stuff while you're going around. You're trying to screw everyone over, but not trying to be obvious about it. Yeah, because if See, you're I think it's very Hollywood for someone like me who hadn't played the game, it just like saw this image and was like, and just decided what it was going to be. And for me, it would be like a school play mm -hmm. that, um, you know, where again they get barricaded, probably because of either a blizzard or a blackout. Um, and then they let, but they were like stuck in these ridiculous costumes, but they like, you know, there's, there's a murder among them. But oh, it's like okay. all about just like the you know it's just all about like colorful costumes really so and like, like ridiculous kills and costumes. I kind of love so that. It's actually. like in high school when you would think like let's make it Shakespeare but like in space like let's just do Macbeth but make yeah. it space. It'd be like that. I'd ha yeah, it'd but be it, like a terrible phoned in. Yeah, I mean you could be that they were doing a school production of what they think Among Us should be, right? But in then the it actually becomes real Among Us. Oh, I, I feel like there's a, a movie I saw that was kind of along this line. That was like they were making a uh, like a home. Oh, it's sort of like that. Um, a Japanese isn't a Japanese movie that's uh one cut up. Was it one cut above the dead or one cut? One one cut. Oh above the dead. yeah, yeah. The editing yeah. The, the zombie found footage. Yeah. Yes, uh, that's sort of like that meta sort of style to it. I do notice, Josh. A lot of your pictures are involving the framework of someone making yeah. a play within a play. I like that. You see this, I, I only have like one thing, like one gimmick and I'm gonna get found out very fucking soon. Like I'm <laughs> done, like my career is just, it's limited. Like I only have so much to say. Yeah, but I mean, look, how many filmmakers have made the same movie over and over and over again and we keep giving them our money every time they do it? Yeah. That's true, that's <laughs> true. <laughs> that's true, the containment movies, that's right. Yeah. One among us is the best joke I'm gonna have tonight. So amongst us is could be this title. Um, we only among I don't think we have, yeah we don't have Josh for too much longer. So let's keep it going. I like I like mm. where we're going. <laughs> what was this wow. game? My mom so it was a Facebook this. game. It was a it's Facebook a game where you were literally like creating a farm in a town around you. Okay, so there's a play going on, and these kids are putting on a production of Farmville. Sorry, you're Josh. just taking my you're just taking my gimmick. I I have I actually, I'm thinking outside of the box on this one. I think that there's a kid who lives actually on a farm, a oh. farm that is like encountering some kind of Monsanto like you know situation, mm -hmm. um, where they're about to lose the farm property, but he actually gets sucked into the Farmville game, um, and yes. then I I suppose captures the hearts of America, much like the Truman Show. The farm is saved because it's like, oh, come visit the farm where you can see the kid who, you know, won Farmville, but also like where they got sucked into the game, like stay tuned. That was, oh my God, you took the words out of my mouth. Stay tuned. The best movie Girl. of all time. All best time. movie of all time. All like all of time. all time. You can't, you can't remake that either. That's like this Gene <sighs> Levy and yeah. I think I think it should be remade. That's the thing. I was Ritter. like, so when I saw Jam Legacy, I was like, why didn't they just do a stay tuned? Why didn't they just do stay it? tuned? Yeah. Because yeah. because Jason Ritter could have Josh Ritter could have gotten sucked into 
Yes, you know? Three's company. Jason is real good, though. I will say, Jason is just a good guy. Well, what was great about Stay Tuned is, is it is it has that meta commentary or like the meta jokes about like you know what TV was on. It was all puns, like Wayne Dwayne's Underworld, I think was one. Right. Just, you know, right. it all had that, that sort of sort of Dan Harmon arch comedy to it that I feel yeah. like is really popular now. It was geniusly ahead of its time, even though it was yep. also like very black a black and white gimmick in a way. Yeah, uh, written by two copywriters in the span of forty eight hours, by the way, on spec. I'm like I like that fact about Stay Tuned. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. It was. It was indeed. Uh, I see a lot of people in the chat. Hey, Brendan. Hey, everybody. Uh, let's let's I like that pitch for Farmville a lot. It's very Black mirror -y. Let's see. Stay tuned in Last Action here. I'm like, dude, you guys are talking about my favorite genres of film, which are people getting sucked through the malleable screen. So it's that. Uh -huh. It's Hero. It's Couple Rose of Cairo. All my favorite movies. Uh. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Brendan saying he's performed some Shakespeare on stage in college. Very cool. Uh, let's go to the next one. Let's see what else we got here. Oh my God, Josh. Snoods. Wow. Snoods. Do you guys remember Snoods? I remember people playing it, but I never did. It make, yeah. makes me think of like Dr. Mario and Space Invader. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, it yeah. was my favorite game. I remember my mom was like addicted to it, like addicted to it. And so was I, but like, it was one of those early, I put it around 2001. We just had to like boop it, you know. You just had to boop the red thing onto other red things, and then the, all the red things right. would go away. Uh, you boop, and then they would keep coming down at you, so you had to make sure to boop them all. Yeah, because you're trying not to get to the bottom. You don't want to get crushed. Yeah, mm. I could see this sort of being like a a take on like a not a zombie thing quite, because I think zombies are a little played out. But that uh, Stepford Wives conformity thing, it could really be about like you know <laughs> something is you know something's encroaching, and it's sort of absorbing all of the people in its past invasion of the body snatcher style. And it's just up to you to keep launching uh, other entities at it, hoping that maybe one will be like a self-destructing virus that will make them all go away. I just my imagination, I think that's genius. My imagination gets stopped up in thinking about a director just like um, appropriating like the images of native culture masks, um, oh. like tribal masks. And it just like getting totally stopped up. Like it just getting some producer being like, we can't do that problematic director like you're just you're 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 adopting too many like tribal individual or tribal culture um imagery oh you're taking these masks like way too far but you could do like a people versus larry flint version of or the man of la mancha version of like why that never got made that's yeah. that's cool like this and call it snood and it's like, or whatever like uh yeah like a, and it's no, like no, the steve coogan one with uh julian anderson yeah it's about like the meta making yes Steve Coogan would be the perfect director, like the character to play the director in that movie, which is like, yeah, wouldn't it be cool if we used like, you know, the Mayan culture, you know, but like made them look like funkier, you know what I mean? It's just like, oh. In fairness, I don't think this is what the snoods look like. I think this was, is like a like an alt version of the snoods that was like weirdly designed like this. The snoods were just like triangles and circles and squares. The, I don't think they look like this. If I remember correctly, I'll have to Google and double check. But this does look like a, like a, maybe like the next generation snoods, like how the new yeah. Uh, I love your idea that the people versus Larry Flynn style, the right to make the Snood movie. <laughs> people versus Larry Snood. Yeah. People versus Larry Snood. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Uh, Max is saying he got into trouble playing Snoods. I mean, Snoods was a huge yeah, thing. As you do. Thing. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's do, let's see if we got, can do one or two more before we have to let Josh go. Oh, oh. oh we actually, college humor was actually on the yep. map because of a minesweeper. Yeah. Parody from Elephant Larry. So I would just go to Elephant Larry like today and Wait, that would be a news article in and of itself. You they just did that. like a minesweeper, like a like a war parody. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's brilliant. It, it was one of the things that made me like fall in love with that whole group was the Minesweeper. Yeah. It the was Minesweeper parody. parody. Love that Inception parody. The one that like South Park stole. Wow. Yeah. Best. Rose Salazar, like Battle Alita. Alita is in that opposite me and my terrible um, Leo wig. Well, Rosa right. did a ton of college humor videos. Um, Josh, I do have to say, I've now started getting into Pokemon at the age of um, 37, which is very cool of me. I have them all here. I'm buying and selling them. But you actually, you knew, no shame. knew Ash, didn't you? Oh, my God. Sarah Natacheni, the voice of Ash. I know her very, very well. Yes. I, I'm now yeah. watching Pokemon. I didn't know anything about it. Uh, I don't know. I still don't know how to pronounce their dumb little names or, like, what they do. I'm just learning <laughs> about the world. But I just like that dumb little show. Yeah. No, I mean, like, no, no, not the dumb little show, but, like, their dumb names yeah, and how they all names. say their names. Yeah, um, special show. Yeah. But the, but the show is very good. I like Team Rocket. I like the whole thing. But every time I watch well, it, I do turn to, I do turn to uh, uh, my boyfriend, and I always go, you know, I know somebody who knows the person who played Ash. No big deal. I, I will typically pimp her out to call like a young friend. Like I have, there's a lot of kids in the community of my family, like friends with kids and this thing. And I think I'll always be like, you know who I know. Like it yeah. used to be like Finn Wolfhard follows me on Twitter and they didn't believe me. And now it was just like, you know who I, you know, I'm friends with Ash. And they're like, no, you're not. And I'm like, Sarah, would you mind FaceTiming with, you know, Camille and doing the voice? And she's like always down to do it. She's pretty great. That's awesome. Uh, yeah, so, yeah, just one like, cool little shout-out that I know somebody who knows the voice of Ash. Uh, oh, my God. Cool uh -huh. story. Uh, no, the show's great. The whole Pokemon thing is uh, awesome, and I'm way too into it. Now that's all I do with my time is Pokemon. I, you are literally me 20 years ago. I hope you know I, that. I will buy your binder. If you have old Pokemon binders, sell them to moi. Um, let's see if we can get another one of these in before we, we have to let Josh go and do his plug. Oh, perfect. I don't know why I said that. I don't. I don't have anything for Tetris. <laughs> oh, Tetris! You know what? I think this would just be like. I think this would be interpreted by a like a British director, and it'd be like Ian McKellen and Patrick Stewart doing like a waiting for Godot, like oh, very very artful Academy Award winning interpretation that wins like the Palme d'Or. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was Pumped thinking or. in a different direction. I was thinking uh, it's a disaster film. Maybe it's it's too soon. Maybe my mom's just on Florida right now. But I was Way thinking better. about building uh you know the structural uh collapse of a building and sort of some guy maybe the rock dwayne johnson having to go uh you know <laughs> sort of go floor by floor and fix it by putting other bricks in place i i don't know i feel like that's maybe I mean, have a problematic want. prosthetic limb like in skyscraper yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. not so much problematic as it is uh unnecessary that movie is yeah so weird how they treat that prosthetic limb issue. Uh, right. Like, doesn't he like use it? Like, you know, isn't like once. becomes like a utility? For, okay. At one point, yeah. He, he, he barely does. uses it. The whole movie is, is sort of like of an exercise in, in sort of arbitrary plot decisions and, and right. stuff. There's like a whole, there's a whole centerpiece where they do a lot of like, you know, uh, Chekhov's gunning it where they're like, well, you see this part of the building does this special thing. And you're like, okay. And you wait for it to come back. And like, you wait for it to come back. And you oh, wait for it to come boy. Back. And then they finally, at the end, they're like, oh, yeah, we, we forgot about that. Uh, here you go. Do something Guys, with the leg. Yeah, yeah, do something with the leg. They have a part in the beginning, and not to hijack this for a second, they do have a part in the beginning where Nev Campbell, shout out to Nev, uh, says, oh, the thing about your phone, you just have to turn it off and turn it on back, like turn it on again, and that's how you fix like broken phones. And then at the end of the movie, uh, guess how you fix the skyscraper? Oh, uh, you turn it off and turn it on, yeah. You turn it on he reboots the whole building, I see. Yeah, he reboots the whole building. It's, it's good. As you do. 
as one does. Um, I think that's probably. Let's see. Do we have one more? Or is that is that it for the for the game? In which case, we'll just move on straight on to plugs. Okay. Awesome. Josh, we're having you out just in time for dinner. What'd you make, by the way? Oh, perfect. Uh, some version of a bacalao, um, which is just like basically like a fish dish with like potatoes and vegetables and you know tomatoes. We're, we're trying to be healthy because it's been a lot of drinking with werewolves coming out and like celebratory such and such. And so trying to be healthy with a little white fish. Wow. Well, it's a little, little yeah. bit of a health thing. No big deal. Not to humble yeah, brag. No big deal. No big deal. I got a salad today. Forgot to eat it. Left it on top of my laundry. And uh, now the whole room smells. But well, I'm jealous better. you have laundry. And so long as it's not in like a fresh pile of laundry that you spilled salad on. It oh, did. got it. Yeah, that's 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 what happened. But at least Oof. it's not spiders. But everything is spiders. Right? But everything is spiders. Yeah, PJ, come on. Yeah, see? Come on. You said it up top. You, you had the PJ. You said up top. Everything's spiders. <laughs> Guys, this has been spicy and fun and uh, informative. Uh, thank so you so much. Spicy. Josh for joining us and PJ for joining us. I feel like you guys need to like have a bro out session uh, or like a person out no session. PJ, I'm deaf following you. If I don't already, I'm keeping up and I want to know everything about that whole hard media collection. Dude, Josh, um, you and I can talk. I This is uh, this is what I do, man. This is my There's going to be a lot of, I, I expect it. I expect well, it. Speaking of which, why don't we actually start with you, PJ? Where can people find? Where could Josh find you? What do you do? Yeah, uh, where can I find you? Uh, you guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at PJ underscore Campbell. You can find me over at the Movie Trivia Showdown. Hey, I write movie trivia questions. Be nice to the writers. We're only human. And you can find me just hanging out over at the PJ Campbell Network with Maxwell and some of the people who are hanging out in the chat. You guys are awesome. Josh, it was a freaking pleasure. Thank you for coming and hanging out. That's man. a pleasure. My pleasure. And Josh, uh, what about you? Where can people find you and all your great work? Oh, just at Josh Rubin everywhere. R-U-B-E-N, like Rubin Blades, co-star of Predator 2. Oh, nice. Nice Predator 2 shout out. Hold on, I'm getting this little puppy. Oh. And guys, <sighs> check out oh. Werewolves Within. If you haven't seen it already, it is on Vudu. Uh, it is on demand. And if you haven't checked out Scare Me, uh, I believe it's still on Shudder. It is on Shudder, right? It's on it Shudder in perpetuity. Yeah, all you over. It. Perpetuity. Get guys, it. Get that hard media. Out. Check it out. Uh, discuss it with your friends. Review it on Letterboxd. Bring it up at family functions and then make a face when people say they haven't seen it. Like, oh, my God. Like, you haven't seen Scare Me? You haven't like, seen All About Eve and Scare Me? Yeah. Um, yeah. Enjoy, guys. Um, and as for me, yeah, what are you doing, Aunt Cheryl? Like, you have to watch Scare Me. Get yeah, Shudder. Yeah. They have a curative section. That, Everyone that is, get Shudder. Just period. Every, yeah, you have to. You have to. Josh, all the Shudder. One of you, their curator sections, like where they have like special guests come on and like curate their favorite yeah, horror movies. I want that. Come on, Sam Zimmerman, give me a shot. Come on, Sam. It's not that like Pluto should give you a shot because I mean I know that programming guy over there, so that's why I mentioned that. Guys, I'm Drew, and that's Sammy. Sammy. Um, Hi, Sammy. Hey, Sammy. She's got a sister somewhere here. Uh, you can find me here. You're at my channel, so please press that like and subscribe button. Uh, just quick programming notes for the rest of the week. Tomorrow we're doing at 7 p.m. So it's the same time we did this. We're doing uh, Video Chronic, which is our bi-weekly pop culture quiz. 20 questions about one movie, deep delve. Tomorrow we are doing Inglorious Bastards. Uh, we have Paige joining us, Adam Collins. And we have a very special guest uh, uh, host and judge. And I'm not going to say who it is, but if you watch the movie Trivia Schmodown, you might be able to guess who it is. And he, they were in the movie. So that's going to be fun. Thursday, we are doing Congo because uh, on Cinema Bias on Tuesday, we are also doing Congo. 
because we're on our John Patrick Shanley uh, like trip. So we're just always going to be doing his movies. Great Laura Lenny movie. Yep. Bruce Campbell too. And Tim Curry, right? And Tim Curry and Ernie Hudson. <laughs> yeah. What a cast. And then, uh, real quick. So then, um, on Saturday is going to be the launch of a new show called Why Are We Like This? Me and Adam Collins talking about the pop culture that made us who we are today. So that show is starting out next week, or uh, sorry, this Saturday. So get excited. Uh, next week on Live in the Dark, next Sunday, we have Mike Mitchell from the Doughboys and the Tomorrow War joining us. So that'll be awesome. Um, we do have an after show that goes on via Zoom. So if you're part of the Patreon, which you totally should be, patreon.com backslash video drew. Everything's backslash video drew. It's one word. Uh, please join up afterwards. Um, we'll see you there. Uh, other than, oh my gosh. Okay. Otherwise, everything is spiders. I'm video drew. This has been Josh and PJ, and we love you. And that's not weird. Okay. Night. Everything is spiders. Thanks for.